4: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean.
5: Execute our race for a position. Got to be there at the end. Yep. Copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try
6: to
4: be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR
6: Live.
7: 21-year-old driver Noah Gregson coming across the line. Um, I apologize for the seven car, but... I'm here to win races, and I'm here for the number nine team.
4: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Wheeland, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR
2: Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you for our weekly get-together. Lots of material to cover this week as we're in the middle of transitioning from racing at the tempestuous Bristol Motor Speedway and transitioning off to the Atlanta Motor Speedway. On the show today... Noah Gregson put on a show Monday night in the Cheddars 300 at Bristol. Matter of fact, he moved his teammate out of the way to get the win. We'll talk with Noah about that maneuver, talk about the win, and get a preview of the Echo Park 250 coming up Saturday at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Zane Smith is a rookie in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Right now he's sitting third in the point standings as we head off to the ATL. He'll join the show. We'll talk about his year so far. We're also going to get an update from MRN's lead pit reporter and the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Winston Kelly is going to stop by and give us some info on the rescheduled voting day for the next class of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Plus, we'll chat with Martinsville Speedway track president Clay Campbell. He'll check in with us as we get ready to race at Martinsville next Wednesday night. The Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500 will be run under the lights beginning to end for the very first time at the old paperclip. clip plus we've got another two with rusty and a whole lot more but first we check in with nascar today midday's kyle ricky and see what is trending in the world of
8: nascar kyle there has been no shortage of drama in nascar nation over the last week chase elliott captured the gander rv and outdoor truck series bounty on kyle bush by beating him in the series return at charlotte
1: Chase Elliott, the bounty hunter, as he is now going to be known, races in the top spot off turn number four.
9: Final time off turn number four, and for the first time since May of 2018, Kyle Busch is beaten in the Gander Truck Series. Chase Elliott wins the North Carolina Education Lottery 200.
8: It was a bounce back for Elliott after the last two Cup Series victories got away from him. He followed up the Truck Series victory with the Cup win at the Charlotte Motor Speedway two days later getting the redemption you wanted
7: it really just keeps you grounded to, to be completely frank um you know especially after sunday you're just kind of waiting on something to happen so it just kind of keeps you grounded in the fact that it's never over till it's over and um you know we've been reminded of that quite a lot and and uh, that's a lesson i'm never gonna forget
8: that wasn't the end of the storyline for chase elliott in the closing laps of sunday's cup race at the bristol motor speedway He and Joey Logano crashed out of contention for the win while battling for the race lead, handing the victory to Brad Kozlowski. The two had a heated discussion post-race. Race Race winner Brad Kozlowski said the aggression on track was unbelievable.
10: One of those days that, uh, you know, you look at and you think of as going back and, and being a part of Bristol lore for a long time to come. And I'm glad we were able to win it. Uh, But, geez, so much beating and banging. Oh, my goodness. We've all been cooped up in our houses too long and came to Bristol and took out some aggression, I guess. I, I don't know. And Noah Gregson won the NASCAR
8: Xfinity Series race Monday night at Bristol after teammate Justin Allgaier led more than half the race. But an incident between the two left Allgaier in the wall. Gregson also won the season opener in Daytona.
7: At the end, it was getting really dicey. The track was really, really slick. I started running the top, and uh, there's nothing there. We got that caution with about ten to go, and um, Justin, he slipped up and one and two. While I was running him down, and that allowed me to get inside of him. I, I wouldn't have gotten to him if he, he didn't slip up. But uh, got into him the next corner, uh, down in one and two, and just just got loose underneath them um we thought yesterday i don't make excuses i I take responsibility so um i apologize for for uh the seven car but i'm here to win races and i'm here for the number nine team and they put in way too much effort for me to uh to ride around and finish second so i've always been a really aggressive driver and um i'm really thankful and fortunate to uh to be able to race in the xfinity series
8: for more on these stories visit mrn.com i'm kyle Ricky. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll check
2: in with Noah Gregson. He'll compete in the first Dash for Cash event this weekend at Atlanta, courtesy of his win Monday at Bristol Motor Speedway. We will chat with him next.
4: And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go.
11: Oh, hi. Um, okay. Guess we should talk about something. Kind of tough to be put on the spot. Not sure what to say. But I know what I'm definitely not talking about. Drivers who switch to progressive can save big.
4: Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money.
5: Trusted to
2: perform. Cheddar's 300 winner Noah Gregson joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics.
1: Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway.
2: Racing Electronics' scanners and headphones, we can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You want
5: the pimp yourself, baby? Yeah!
2: And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN.
12: Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9.
9: This is
4: NASCAR live now back to Mike Bagley.
12: Welcome back to NASCAR live.
2: We continue through our weekly get together joined now by NASCAR's most recent winner. It was Monday night when the NASCAR Xfinity series took to Bristol motor speedway for the Cheddar's 300 and Noah Gregson took his Chevy Camaro to victory lane. Noah, welcome back to NASCAR live. Congratulations on getting the win at Bristol.
7: Well, thank you guys. I appreciate, uh, you having me on and, uh, yeah, what a what a night that was! Uh, it was fun.
2: Looked like that race had a little bit of everything. We were talking before we went on the air here about we got a little old school Bristol flavor, we got a little new school Bristol flavor. What was it like driving around and all that last night?
7: It was a lot of fun. I thought uh, the track preparation was was phenomenal, um, both for the Cup race and for our race. It just made for a really exciting race where the top. Kind of wanted to come in, but uh, it was right around the bottom, and, and that um, kind of forced guys to use the bumper a little bit. I know I was at the beginning of the race just uh, just hooking the bottom and kind of moving guys out of, the, out of the way. I saw a video of Jeff Gordon a few years ago um, running way back in the day at Old Bristol, and um, that's what it kind of reminded me of in the car. Is just uh, laying, just pushing a guy through the corner, and then on exit you kind of get them a little loose, and, uh, and you're able to drive right underneath them on exit. So it was, uh, it was great. We had a really fast Plan B sales Camaro, and um, I had a lot of fun behind the driver's seat. We were uh, ran on the top three all night, so that made it a good night.
2: So give us, give us a little insight here. You talk about Old Bristol and the reputation. For those listeners that that may not be aware. Bristol motor speedway at one point was that conveyor belt at the bottom of the racetrack and to pass somebody, you had to move them. But we do see a high lane come in when you're in that low lane. How do you, how do you test the boundaries to see if the outside is ready to come to come in yet? Is it, is it, you just fire it in there and try it or is it something you ease your way into?
7: Well, I think you got, you have to ease your way up and up and up, um, really inch by inch. You would kind of start running in the middle of the racetrack cause it'll be cleaned off. Um, from just guys running there on restarts and whatnot. And and when you're laughing guys, you're able to go up there, but you have to really pay attention to where the rubber is laying down and you can't get up in the gray. You have to stay in the black. So when you're moving that groove up and up and up, you want to get as high as possible because the track gains banking as you get higher up in the corner. So, um, but you can't go up there too soon because there's a bunch of marbles and and the track doesn't have any grip. It's it's really loose up there, and we saw some guys in the cup race get up there and uh, and just lose it. So you have to move it up inch by inch, um, lap by lap, but eventually um, it, it starts to get up there like last night, but uh, we just needed more laps, I felt like, or more guys running running the top. I, I know I was behind Justin Allgaier, my teammate. He was leading there at the end, and um, we were on a long green flag run, and I had nothing for him so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Hail Mary here and try to uh try to make some time up on the top side, but wasn't quite there last night. I felt like the bottom was pretty dominant, but uh all in all it was, it was a really fun race to run and uh and I had a lot of fun. You
2: mentioned your teammate Justin Allgaier there at the end of the race. You had a little had a little contact with him and uh, up the racetrack he went and into the wall. Has that matter been addressed between the two of you? I, I, I know it's, it's it's a challenge when two drivers get together, but I would imagine compounding this is he was your he was your teammate. Have you had a chance to address this with him?
7: Uh, not yet. I'm I'm just kind of giving him the space right now. Obviously, uh, we're kind of on both both ends of the spectrum, and we're teammates. But uh, it's just, in my opinion, just racing really hard for the win. You know. Um, None of us are, are gonna lift for the win at Bristol. He's had uh, his really good races there and, and hasn't been able to come home with the trophy due to blown tires and, and whatnot. So uh, definitely feel for him and the seventeen. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm there for for my team and, and to win races. So uh, we haven't addressed it yet. I'm just kind of giving his space right now, and it'll come up eventually. He's a he's a class act guy. He's been a good buddy and a good mentor for me for. Um, the last year or two, so uh, just just trying not to, uh, I guess, ruin the the relationship, which I don't think it will. He's he's a really really respectful guy and whatnot. So um, hopefully we could rebuild the relationship and uh, and go on about our stuff. Chatting with Noah
2: Gregson, winner of the Cheddars 300 Monday night at Bristol Motor Speedway. That's in the rear view. Now out the windshield is a trip to the Atlanta Motor Speedway. A very abrasive mile and a half track. You got a truck start, a couple truck starts there. Got an Xfinity start under your belt. Give us uh give us some perspective on some of the challenges a race car driver faces racing at AMS.
7: Yeah, I think uh I think Atlanta's really difficult racetrack. Just um uh, trying to learn from Harvick and he's the best guy there, I'd say. So, um he's been really fun to watch there and I feel like his technique and data is just different than everyone else so just trying to replicate that I don't think anybody's been able to but he's really good there on the bottom and saving his tires and just making making the most out of the tires because it's a really abrasive track surface it's like cheese craters on the tires so um, that's probably going to be the most important thing that I'm going to focus on is is how I can run um, there without chewing up the tires too badly and and, um, getting them hot and and wearing them out is going to be the main concern. But yeah, it's a tough racetrack. It's got a lot of character, a lot of big swell bumps, cracks and seams. And so you're all over the place after three or four laps once the tires start fading out. And then uh, you're ready for for some new tires after five laps and you still got to go 40 40 laps on that set of tires. So um, fun racetrack for sure. And uh, I'm ready to go there. We're we're able to compete in the Dash for Cash. Um, I guess it's the first Dash for Cash race this week. Um, so that's cool what Xfinity and all them do to compete for 100 grand against three other guys. So I'm ready for the challenge. We, we've had really fast race cars these last couple weeks, and uh, I can't wait to get there.
2: Saturday's race, the first of four Dash for Cash races. Noah, one of those qualified, with a chance to win $100,000. The Echo Park 250 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway Our friends at the Performance Racing Network will have the call. We're going to sit back, relax, watch you do the heavy lifting, and uh, go get yourself your third win of 2020, my friend. Appreciate you joining us here on the show.
7: Well, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys, and uh, can't wait to see you guys soon. Uh,
2: Likewise, my friend. Can't wait to get back and visit with you and the team. That's Noah Gregson, winner of the Cheddar's 300 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. His second win of 2020, his first came at the season opener at Daytona International Speedway in February.
3: Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation, and Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue EMU. Works fast and you won't stink. The official pain relief cream
4: of NASCAR.
5: Hey guys, this is Corey LaJoy. Join me and my two friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott, on Sunday Money. Every week as we talk a little NASCAR racing, a little nonsense, but mostly bicker with each other. I had a Super Bowl party and neither of you showed up. <laughs> we get along
9: okay sometimes. Yeah. I'd say it's 50-50. I think the hairspray just seeps through his cranium into his brain.
5: And throws off his regretting being here no topic is off limits so come join our conversation every week on sunday Monday, right here on the motor racing network or wherever you find your podcast
2: nascar gander rv and Outdoor Structures series rookie of the year candidate zane smith chats with woody kane next this is nascar live on the motor racing network the voice of nascar
5: citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength.
4: The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror and here's
3: Earnhardt right on my tail and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't.
1: As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose.
4: Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. And Davey was behind me and we came off the corner and there's a guy standing in the middle of the race track. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue with our
2: weekly get-together here on NASCAR Live. You know, the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series raced at Charlotte Motor Speedway a week ago Monday where Zane Smith at GMS finished a strong third behind Cup Series drivers Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch. Zane sits third in the championship standings as we head off to Atlanta this weekend. Our Woody Kane had a chance to catch up with Zane on the most recent edition of MRN Out Loud.
1: Tell me a little about your path to get to this point. You've you run some ARCA, you've run some cars, you've run some legends, you've run uh, a bunch of different stuff. You're in the uh, the Driver's Edge development program now. But how did Zane Smith wind up in this truck at GMS?
13: Yeah, so um, I really don't know how. Um, <laughs> I had uh, I had actually started in a on a BMX bike when I was uh, about two or three years old. Um, never started the train wheels. I started really young and I raced those all around the country and and then well, so a little backstory is my dad actually, he is a manager of an off-road race team. And uh so he worked his way up with uh cleaning bathrooms, fabricating to um running a fab shop for Tearworks Motorsports and, and so that kind of I've always been involved in racing, so that's always been my, um, my background. You were probably
1: never. around it before you could talk, weren't you?
13: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was just, um, I've always been around it. Uh, never really wanted to do anything else. So, so yeah, so then I got, after BMX bikes, I got into a uh, trophy cart, which is a pretty much a mini trophy truck. And then um, we ran those a little bit, and I wanted to uh, pretty much just go short course racing. Um, hopefully like one day race a pro two or a pro four. And that was the dream then. Uh, but I really didn't know that you can't make a living out of, out of it. And, uh, it's more of a hobby. So, um, that was the least of your
1: worries me. then, right? <laughs>
13: yeah, exactly. I was just there to have fun really and go win. But so my dad got me a go-kart when I was six or seven years old. Um, I want to say seven, But then I ran those for for a while. Not really the go-karts that they run out here so much. Um, The road course ones is what I ran. Mm. And we ran those all across the country. And those were some of the best memories I had growing up. And um, I feel like I was so set on like IndyCar. uh, But I feel like that kind of comes with those kind of karts. But then I was also watching NASCAR at that time as well. And then, um, who'd you follow coming up? Uh, for sure. Jimmy Johnson, my dad and Jimmy's uh, dad are uh, friends through the off-road racing. And so we just had a similar background. And so I feel like that just kind of gave me sort of a into watch right there. So I wasn't like super set on it. I would watch it when it was on. And I mean, I like followed Jimmy and like Tony stir all like the big guys, but was not like just a hardcore fan. As soon as I got a legend car, which was the next step after a Car, I was like constantly watching it and following it. But that's because I was racing on ovals all the time now. So it was a lot different. I had a ton of fun doing racing those all across, all across the United States. First, it was only on the West Coast, and then we made our transition to the East Coast. And then that's where it kind of all changed, and we got into super late models, and then ran like a handful of ARCA races one year, and then the following year ran full-time in ARCA, and then got an opportunity in a truck that year when i was running full-time super last-minute deal it was like we had to race friday at gateway and i found out i was racing like wednesday night like didn't have my nascar license <laughs> like no drug test no physical like nothing and so we thrashed for one day made it happen got my seat mounted and funny story it was with bono who is my crew chief now yeah and um and it's just crazy how it all works out
1: Well, speaking of next races, you guys come back at Atlanta, which was originally scheduled to be a doubleheader with the Xfinity Series before everything got shut down. What are your expectations going back there? A very rough track, a a mile and a half style track, even though it's kind of a unique uh, circuit unto itself. What are you looking for at Atlanta?
13: Yeah, I'm stoked for Atlanta. I think I'll have a little bit of an upper hand there because we had gotten to do my rookie test there. I mean, I've never raced there, but, I mean, the test, especially with this whole deal going on, is, um, in my opinion, a big upper hand. And so, I mean, I really like that place at the test. I'm not sure if GMS has ever won there, but uh, I think they run pretty well there. Um, And I think Bono will bring a lot to the table. He ran good there with DGR as well. So we figured out a few things at the test, but I just need to – pretty much do what i did charlotte was just be aggressive on restarts and just keep my momentum up that's that's what truck racing is is uh never breaking up momentum and it just it makes for a lot easier tonight
1: do you know uh who's going to be on the truck at atlanta yet
13: it'll be the uh the same truck i had at uh at Charlotte, La Paz, Margarita Mix, they were stoked with uh, with our night. And I can imagine they got a, a lot of uh, media exposure because I think at one point I was number eight on, on trending on there. And um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, um, they're back. And so uh, hopefully we turn that truck into an iconic one.
1: All right. Well, cool deal. Zane, uh, we want to thank you for your time. Uh, congratulations on a fine start to the year. Look forward to seeing you run again and give them what for at Atlanta.
13: I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on it.
2: That's Zane Smith and our Woody Kane on the most recent episode of the MRN Out Loud podcast. To hear the full interview, you can find the show on MRN.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Coming up, Steve Post will visit with our Winston Kelly, who is the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. We'll chat about the rescheduled Hall of Fame voting day and what the hall has done during the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never
2: seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know
3: how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel
5: your best.
1: It's Rip the Fence. Alex Bowman is here. Jeff Gordon, your boss, was there one night slinging back whatever he was drinking. We won't confirm what he was drinking. Maybe we'll do that in a little bit. He
5: was drinking Stella. Stella Artois. He, wow, classy. You can misconstrue that between arrogance or confidence, and you know sometimes there's a fine line. I think the mustache was the confidence. Definitely. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know how I had any confidence after wearing that damn thing.
3: <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app.
2: The XFINITY fastest lap in Sunday's cup race at Bristol was turned in by Chase Elliott with a speed of 123.578 miles an hour. That happened on lap 247 of the Supermarket Heroes 500. The XFINITY fastest lap brought to you by XFINITY. That wasn't just fast. That was XFINITY fast. XFINITY, proud partner of NASCAR. Coming up. An update on NASCAR Hall of Fame voting with Winston Kelly. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
4: for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxit also comes in easy to carry packs. Praxit relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxit is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To
6: take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688.
4: Again, 1-800-829-5688. Whelan would like to congratulate Brad Keslowski and his number two Team Penske pit crew for the win at Bristol Motor Speedway. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. While the top seven cars stayed out, Keslowski pitted for two fresh tires during a caution with 33 laps to go. He worked his way back to third when the leaders crashed with two laps to go.
10: I think we came off pit road maybe 12th and just kept cycling forward. They dropped the green, we'd go five laps, they wreck. They dropped the green, and go five laps, they'd wreck. Until next thing I knew, I was restarting fourth like, wow, this is perfect. And uh, cleared uh, for third uh, on the, the restart there, the last restart. And I watched Joey and uh, Chase going at it. And next thing I know, they, they were wrecking. And uh, here we found ourselves in Victor
4: Lane. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Thanks
2: for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. The end of May is always an important time for the nascar hall of fame usually the week between the all-star race and the coca-cola 600 is hall of fame voting day that's where the hall of fame panel gets together to vote for the upcoming class that will be enshrined but due to the due to the pandemic it's changed this year our posts post talked with executive director of the nascar hall winston kelly about that and more
1: One of the aspects of the Hall of Fame that usually happens around this time of year is voting on your uh, 2021 class. Where are we at in the process with that?
9: Well, just like everybody else, uh, we've had to be flexible, fluid, whatever word that you want to uh, use. And we've worked very closely with NASCAR. We're going to do a virtual meeting. Uh, We did the voting, uh, as people are probably aware, we're going from five to three inductees Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that we maintain that incredibly high standards of excellence to get in. So we've got a modern era ballot of people that have raced since 1961 into current. That nominating committee met in Daytona when everything was still opened up. So those 10 nominees uh, were announced uh, a few weeks ago, along with the pioneer ballot. The Pioneer ballot and the committee for that, the Honors Committee, is made up predominantly of living Hall of Famers, living Squire Hall Award winners. So we're going to do that type of vote where our 64 members will are invited June the 9th to have that type of vote. Now, the actual date for the announcement, NASCAR is still working with their accounting firm and NBCSN, our television partner, because since some of the ballots will be emailed and mailed back in from a snail mail standpoint, we can't have the announcement that day. So uh, we hope to nail down that day. Now that we've got uh, the rest of that week, the rest of the next week kind of nailed down where we'll be racing uh, and where that slots in and makes sense that uh, NBC generally devotes the majority of a show, one of their NASCAR America shows. So it'll be shortly after that, whether it's the following week or after that. So that's when the class of 2021 uh, with the two members for the Modern Era and the one member from the Pioneer Ballot will be announced. So we can then start the process of developing everything from the ceremony to the merchandise and paraphernalia that goes with that.
1: Such a life-changing day when those announcements are made and we can't wait to, uh, can't wait to see, uh, see what you guys come up with as far as uh, all of that does. Can't wait to get things open back up, Winston, as, 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 as you've indicated and I've indicated. We've, we're, we're living in these cycles, these waves, these phases. Different states have phases and colors and there's three and there's five and there's two and there's everything else. Where are we at as far as the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame, uh, Is as far as uh, getting a chance for fans, for all of us to get back in there?
9: The first thing, and I've told our staff and those that we're working with with our parent company that operates other buildings like the Charlotte Convention Center, Ovens Auditorium, Bojangles Coliseum, is we're going to open when we're safely ready to open. Our staff has been trained. We have all the procedures and protocols, just like NASCAR has done, whether it's in terms of cleaning equipment, uh, sneeze guards, and things like that. We're not going to open before we're ready. So the phase that we thought we were in was could potentially have had us open toward the end of May. Uh, we're in a phase now in North Carolina uh, that the current time frame is sometime June 27th or after. Now, this thing has been fluid. It could be a little bit earlier. could be a little bit later. We recognize that. We would not have been ready May 23rd. So that, you know, we we are very close to having everything buttoned up and start to train our staff. Uh, uh, We've already got all of our facility stuff up and right. So we don't have an exact date, but we've got to button up and finish some of our protocols. And then another key part is the communication, letting people know, what we're doing, how we're doing things different, uh, and what to expect when they show up. So now that we've got uh, the basic bones, if you will, and then some additional details that we've got to put together, that communication. And there's so many different customers, just like NASCAR has a lot of different stakeholders. We're looking at our general admission customer, our event, type customer that comes in. You know, we do over 300 events a year that sometimes have been over a thousand or so people. We're not going to be able to have those big events right off the bat. We'd ask people to stay tuned and ask That's where we'll communicate. But, uh, right now, uh, we would be eligible to open June the 27th. That's a target date. Uh, if we can, if we're ready and allowed to open a little bit earlier, we would certainly consider that, but only if we're ready, uh, if it gets pushed back a little bit further, you know, we'll just deal with it and go from there.
2: That was Halstead, Pennsylvania's Steve Post with Sweet Biscuit, South Carolina's Winston Kelly. By the way, to hear that full visit, be sure to check out MRN's crew call at MRN.com. Coming up, Martinsville Speedway track president Clay Campbell joins us to discuss the track's first midweek night race in Martinsville Speedway history. Times have been tough lately.
5: Fridays feel like Mondays. Weekends like weekdays but soon that will change because soon we will have a race day a day to be thankful for those off the track while we root together for our drivers on it a day when the red flag is lifted and the green flag flies again a day that is just the beginning nascar is back
4: Cup Series on Fox and FS1. Brought to you by Xfinity.
5: Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN com and your favorite podcast source clay campbell the president
2: of martinsville speedway joins us next this is nascar live on the motor racing network the voice of nascar
1: it's Rip the Fence. Alex Bowman is here. Jeff Gordon, your boss, was there one night slinging back whatever he was drinking. We did not confirm what he was drinking. Maybe we'll do that in a little bit. He
5: was drinking Stella. Stella Artois. Wow, classy. You can misconstrue that between arrogance or confidence, and you know sometimes there's a fine line. I think the mustache was the confidence. Definitely. I, <laughs> I don't know how I had any confidence after wearing that damn thing.
3: <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app.
12: Hey, race fans! Do you want to drive like a NASCAR champion? Now is your chance. Enter to win a brand new one-of-a-kind 2020 Toyota Camry TRD at NASCARFoundation.org/car giveaway and help kids in our local racing communities. This championship edition Camry celebrates the winning manufacturer's NASCAR Cup Series title. Donate just twenty-five dollars to the NASCAR Foundation for your chance to win. Go to NASCARFoundation.org/car giveaway. Drive like a champion today by visiting NASCARFoundation.org/car giveaway.
4: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along on this week's NASCAR
2: Live. Next week, got a busy week of racing beginning with a midweek race at Martinsville Speedway. And Clay Campbell of Martinsville Speedway is here to talk about it. Clay, welcome back to NASCAR Live. How are we doing down there?
10: Doing great, Bagman. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to next week, our first midweek, our first totally under the lights cup race for the blue EMU maximum pain relief 500 so you know we're up, we're about a week away and looking forward to it
2: before we get into the nuts and bolts of what's happening next week let's talk about the martinsville virginia community how is the community making out with all the things that are going on with the COVID 19 crisis and what's the level of anticipation like in the community about what's hap- about to happen next week
10: well you know here in in martinsville and henry county we've been pretty fortunate as far as the covid nineteen uh outbreak we've We've had very few cases, so knock on wood that's been good for the community uh We do have some and and we've had uh you know we've had some serious cases, so our heart goes out to to those that have suffered from this uh, but again we've been pretty fortunate here. Uh, everybody, you know, number one, they're they're excited that NASCAR is back. We're back to racing, even though it's without fans, and that's the that's the downside to it. So there was a lot of anticipation leading up to this event. If it had gone off as planned, uh, it was probably the most anticipated, uh, looked forward to, excitement. I mean, everything in the book. It, it was there. Uh, we had we had the ingredients for a perfect weekend, and then the, the, this pandemic hit us. So it, you know, it kind of took the sales out of our out of, out of the deal. But everybody's still looking forward to it. They're as I said, they're glad we're back to racing. Uh, they realize that although this race will be run without fans, they know there are better days in the future, and and hopefully, uh, obviously, we don't have the schedules for 2021, but. Hopefully they'll get to see this race next year under the lights. And you know, they do get to see it. Uh, they do get to see it on FS1 uh, next Wednesday night. Listen to you guys on, on MRN and Sirius XM. So it's it's still going to be out there. It's just it's just going to be different. Uh, it should be the same, if not better, Martinsville race. So we've got a lot to look forward to. We do
2: have a lot to look forward to. And, and I, I think it, it goes without saying that we miss the fans. We want the fans back as quickly as they possibly can get back your event will be run without fans and you've gotten clearance obviously from the commonwealth of virginia to run that event what has that been like trying to coordinate that i know governor northam has has basically had the state shut down for a while but it looks like virginia starting to to open back up what's it been like working with with local officials and even state officials trying to pull this off next wednesday
10: Well, it's been a long process, obviously, uh, and there have been a lot of good people that have been working on this. Uh, The the NASCAR folks on the competition side, you know, everybody's working outside their normal uh, day job. I mean, who would have ever thought that all of us would be on, on, you know, working on – things related to the cdc to the state local federal guidelines on pandemics and things that we're dealing with but everybody's done one heck of a job in getting together protocols where we can bring our sport back to action safely uh, methodically practically and you know you can check all those off the boxes it started with darlington there was a lot of work that went into that. We had weekly calls for a pretty good while, and I think the the process went almost flawlessly. Uh, I was there, and you know everything that that we had as far as the protocols went off without a hitch. so you know my hats off to everybody that was involved in that process, working with with our governor and and his office. They were highly impressed with what nascar came to the table with and you know everything that that you know everybody working together got that done uh, had it not been for that group the the return to racing group that came up with all of this and worked with uh epidemiologists is that what is that how you say it mm-hmm. so yep uh yeah had you know all kinds of experts and and every every T was crossed, every I was dotted to make sure that we're doing this right because we can't fail. We've we got to go back the right way. And uh, it, it, was, it was pretty neat to see that document uh, from start to finish on how this all works. Pretty impressive. And uh, it was a long process to get it done. But, hey, we're there. Uh, we're back to racing. Uh, and, you know, looking back to when our sport came to a screeching halt, uh, luckily we had racing to kind of take up the slack to keep us relevant we were the only sport that was able to do that uh, so you know we we were we were kind of a, a leg up on other sports and thankfully we we had that because we we stayed in the public eye we even gained some fans i think by by racing and and Fox putting it on the air so you know i'm sure some younger generation kept up with that and i'm sure they're looking forward to the day they can actually go to a racetrack and see the real deal so we're fortunate and you know i think our fans have hung in there with us and you know it's some it's some bad times in our country right now and you know our our hearts ache for everything that that we're going through uh but like i say we're uh you know we're gonna keep our Keep going forward, and, and again, the day will come when fans will return. Our sport will be back to normal, and we all see and do what we love, and, and that's NASCAR.
2: It's the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500 next Wednesday at Martinsville Speedway. Our, uh, our broadcasting brethren at FS1 have you covered on TV, and of course, We've got you covered on radio right here on the Motor Racing Network, Clay. Thanks for all the hard work and and the dedication that you and your team have have put out to uh, get us back to racing one of the most anticipated racing uh, events of the season. Glad to see it come to be next weekend and we appreciate you and all you and your team have done to make it happen.
10: Man, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And like, like I say, it, it's been a, a a team effort from from the top with uh Jim Franz, Lisa Kennedy, Steve Phelps, all the way down. It, it's been a concerted effort to, to see what we're seeing now with cars back on the track. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty neat to finally see that and uh, at least see and hear, watching it on TV, listening to you guys. So can't wait till Wednesday night to, to see it here at Martinsville Speedway.
2: Appreciate the time, Clay. We'll catch up soon. Thanks a lot, pal. Clay Campbell, president of Martinsville Speedway, joining us in advance of the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500 at Martinsville.
4: Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.
5: Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certification On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform.
2: On the other side of the break, the popular two with Rusty segment as NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace answers your questions next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least $10,000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and
6: other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper.
4: What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at victoryjunction.org. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
2: We're about to head for the exits here on this week's NASCAR Live. Got some unfinished business to tend to, including a brand new segment that we all love. It's called Two with Rusty. And if you've joined us in the past few weeks, you've probably heard the segment where you can call, tweet, or ask a question to NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. And he and Jeff Striegel discuss this week. They talk about Rusty's relationship with the late, great Dick Trickle and some of his biggest races. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane at Martinsville.
4: How well do you know NASCAR Hall of Famer, Rusty Wallace? Rusty Wallace is the 1989 Winston Cup champion. An unfiltered, unbiased opinion on topics that burn in NASCAR nation. Man,
3: if I would have done that back then, I'd have blew a lot
4: of stuff up. I'd have had problems, you know. (laughs) From the ever-changing landscape of the sport to random facts about the NASCAR Hall of Famer. I'm not a good golfer at all. (laughs) It's Two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. All right, let's get to it, Rusty.
6: Question number one, and it comes from Youngstown, Ohio. By the name of Eric has sent us a question via Twitter. Good one, Rusty. I like this one. What was the greatest race car driver, in your opinion, that was never given the equipment or opportunity to succeed in your era? That's a good one.
3: Yeah, it is a good one. And uh, the, the driver that comes to my mind right away has got to be uh, Dick Trickle. Uh, Dick won so many short track races. He was a mentor of mine, taught me a ton about racing on the short tracks. But then he went down south and started running some of the the NASCAR uh, races. And we all knew, everybody knew that if he had the right car, he could win everything because he was just so talented. He had good teams but never had great teams. And so my answer to you has got to be the late Dick Trickle, uh, one of the greatest racers of all time.
6: Let's go back a little bit and stay with uh, Dick Trickle. You obviously knew him at the cup level, but your relationship with, with Dick started long before that. I would assume it was ASA. Take us back if you can and and kind of remember the opportunity where that relationship between you and Dick Trickle began to foster.
3: Yeah, thanks for letting me do this. I mean, a young punk in St. Louis, Missouri, trying, trying to make it and really needed some help from some people to further my knowledge, understand what the cars needed and stuff like that. And so I'm like, hey, the greatest guy out here is Dick Trickle. I'm wondering if he even talked to me, you know. So I talked to him, and he immediately took me under his wing. He immediately was being nice. And I would ask him about springs and shocks, and he'd go, hey, come over here, kid. Let me show you. He'd open his book up, Jeff, and he would show me the setup he had in his car. And he said, now, you keep your mouth shut. Don't tell everybody this. I said, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. And I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I mean, I'm looking at all the setups for – What Dick Trickle, the greatest driver in my era in short track racing, is doing, he gave it to me. He would do that on a weekly basis. Well, as my career went on, everything kept getting better and better for me, and I started winning some races, and he said, okay, what do you have in your car? And I immediately gave him everything I had. So at that point, we had an open book, but he was the senior. He was the one that's been there, done that, all the tracks. It got to be where every Monday we would call each other, and I would start the conversation off. I said, hey, Dick, how's the weather up there? And he'd answer, okay, what do you want? Because <laughs> he knew I had to break the ice somewhere and get something going. But it finally got to be where he'd sit over the a cup of coffee and wait for my phone call on a Monday morning after the races. But he helped me so much, Jeff. It was incredible.
6: Well, there is question number one of two for the driver of that famous number two car, the uh, Miller Lite. Sponsored car. Hall of Famer, Rusty Wallace. All right, one down, one to go. Rusty, second question comes to us from Stephanie in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. What was your biggest win of your career and why?
3: Yeah, another great question. Probably most people would think my greatest win would have been my very first win at Bristol, Tennessee when I won the Valleydale 500 back in 1986. That was my first win. But it really wasn't. It was, And the reason it wasn't is was because I had such a concern that Man, did I just get lucky that day? Did I just kind of back into this? I led a ton of laps, and nobody broke for me to win. I went on and just had a great car and won. But was that a one-race wonder? Was that ever going to happen again? Four races later, I go to Martinsville, Virginia, and I win again. And I'm like, oh, man, I think I made it. That's two wins in four weeks uh, with a new team, the Blue Max race team out of Dallas, Texas. Crew Chief, Barry Dotson, Engine Builder, Harold Elliott, like a magical team. Tim Richmond drove for that team and then moved on to the Rick Hendrick team the following year, and they called me, and I got in the seat. And we one right off the bat at Bristol in April. And then, like I said, about four weeks later, we go to Martinsville and win. And as a driver, trying to make it, and you win two in that smaller time. Down south, it was kind of a club they always talked about the boys down south, you know, the, the the clan down there and me being an outsider. Well, finally, I got to win with them, and that was just a feeling that was incredible. And really, that was my most important win, my second win to tell myself, this wasn't a fluke. You did have good cars. You can do this, and you did it again.
6: And that is Rusty Wallace. My name is Jeff Striegel. Join us again for another edition
4: of Two with Rusty. To ask a question for upcoming Two with Rusty segments, join the conversation on Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. If you'd like to call in a question, my question was for Rusty Wallace. Use the MRN hotline at 1-844-4ASKMRN.
7: just want to ask Rusty on the days back when he was driving the Kodiak car.
4: It's Two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network.
2: Be sure to get your calls and tweets in for rusty the series has been great so far and we look forward to hearing more of them we'll put a bow on this week's nascar live with another 48 stories with jimmy johnson plus we'll take a trip back in nascar history with Susie armstrong
4: next today's broadcast is brought to you by blue emu maximum pain relief the official pain relief cream of the motor racing Network. The return of green flags and checkered flags, rivalry and tradition, drifting, drafting, ripping the wall, trading paint, gas and goes, bump and runs, too tight, too loose, fresh rubber, scuffed tires, smoking tires, extreme heat, major heart, the fearless, this is the return of Loud. NASCAR is back, and we're bringing you the best seat in the house, Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR.
6: For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state of the art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit.
4: This is 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. In his final season racing full time in the NASCAR Cup Series, Johnson is chasing eight, an elusive championship number that no one has ever achieved. Not even the late great Dale Earnhardt or Richard Petty. Johnson was asked if he felt the pressure of becoming the first man to do it.
5: I'm really content with where I'm at and happy with where I'm at. You know, I truthfully if if felt like there hasn't been a lot of pressure on me through six and seven because I I never thought I'd have one to start with. When we won the five in a row and then lost that sixth there there was a weight taken off me then that I've mentioned to all of you before and I've been able to expand on that more and more each year. I feel a a larger responsibility in being a, a real leader at Hendrick Motorsports and being there for my teammates and team members. Absolutely I'm showing up to win races and championships but there's I feel almost more pressure to uh to handle that part correctly than I do to, to go out and win an eighth. But I'm trying really hard to not let that pressure uh, be on me.
4: This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson.
2: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. If you want to catch up on all of the 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson, they are housed at MRN.com. Just be sure to go up top and click on the Shows tab. Speaking of Jimmy, he'll be the Grand Marshal this weekend at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Should be cool to see old 7-time give the command to fire engines from within inside his number 48 Chevy Camaro. Before we take the checkered flag on another edition of NASCAR Live, it's time for This Week in NASCAR History. Here's Susie Armstrong.
11: Thanks, Mike. This week we light our retro rockets and jet back to 1963. President Kennedy's moon challenge is well underway as NASA selects 15 new astronaut trainees. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds has moviegoers, flocking to the local cinema. It's tube city for the Beach Boys as they ride atop the radio waves with the beach bum hit, Surfing USA. And Fred Lorenzen was hanging 10 around Charlotte Motor Speedway, closing on Junior Johnson in the waiting laps of the World 600. 1991, the half-dozen members of Diamond Rio converge at the top of the country charts with "Meet in the middle. The late Patrick Swayze adds People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive recognition to his gallery of entertainment honors. Ha! And the Comedy Channel snickered all the way to cable channel dominance, merging to form Comedy Central and ken schrader got the last laugh in the first state driving the hendrick motorsport chevrolet to his final cup series victory at dover international speedway
5: no lap traffic will come into play for kenny schrader as he's all alone up about halfway the banking of turns one and two right down at the bottom of the track the crowd cheers as he passes us here on the back straightaway Still about a 15 car length margin over dale earnhardt and that's just about what it's going to end up here here comes schrader off turn number four this crowd is on their feet to cheer him into his second win in 1991 and kenny schrader takes the checkered flag and wins the budweiser 500
11: 2003 justin timberlake didn't have to cry a river dancing atop the charts with Rock Your Body. Finding Nemo locates the number one slot at the box office. The Disney Channel says goodbye to the popular sitcom Even Stevens as America says hello to the solo career and unpredictable antics of Shia LaBeouf. And Mopar was back to its old tricks and back in victory lane as Ryan Newman guided the Team Penske Dodge to victory in the MBNA 400 at Dover.
2: So far, so good for Ryan Newman. The All-Tail Dodge Dodge. of the inside lane of the racetrack, swinging wide, almost making contact with the concrete, but he keeps it off
11: the wall. Back to turn three as Ryan Newman leads the way. For the third time in his Winston Cup career,
5: Ryan Newman is
11: going to victory lane. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history.
2: Thank you, Susie. We'd also like to thank Noah Gregson for joining us this week. Also, Zane Smith and Clay Campbell. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you as always for joining us we can't wait to chat with you on another edition of NASCAR Live next week right here on the Motor Racing Network. Until then, so long, everybody.
4: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, Ride right on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa and Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbert. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.